Welcome to the Once Upon an Island podcast. I am your host, Wesley. And of course, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary. And today we're talking about Survivor 45, Episode 8. And heads up, everybody. Mary has a throat thing going on. She wants to do this. She wants to be here. But if her voice sounds not normal, it's because her her voice is under the weather. Her body is good. Her voice is under the weather. Just my voice. Yeah. So just a heads up on that. If if normally you're like, ah, if only there's more Mary in this podcast I'm listening to. This week is not the week for that to change. Which is unfortunate because this was a good episode and wow. I want to talk. Yeah. Mary even like Mary doesn't normally laugh during episodes. She laughed during this one. So. All right. Uh, so this can be probably a more of a Wesley dominated podcast. Probably. I probably am going to have to talk more than normal. For the sake of Mary. But Mary wants to be here. Yes. She's here. So Mary, we got some big news. Uh, the first one, I feel like this is the biggest news uh, for Survivor. Survivor 46. They announced the premiere date, February 28th, end of, end of February. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Maze Race 36 premieres that date. Mm-hmm. Or, or sorry, premieres two weeks later. Great. The big news is that 46 is going to be 90 minute episodes. Same with Amazing Race 36. So we get 90 minutes are back. But the first two episodes of Survivor 46 will be Two hours each. Nice. Two hours is normal for a premiere, but two hours for episode two, I mean, that's wild. What yeah. do you think? That's awesome. I'm super excited. I've enjoyed the 90 minutes and it was really good tonight. Like tonight felt like it flew by. So I'm excited about it. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause Jeff, they shot 46, I'm like 45. They shot 46 with the intention of it could be 60 minutes, but they're ready to re-edit it to longer. But man, I don't know how they're going to get two hours in episode two. And so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and Amazing Race 36, for those who are in the know, it's really actually Amazing Race 35. They swap seasons, kind of like Cambodia and Kill Wrong for Survivor. But Amazing Race 36, what's going to be 36, was originally 35, and it was shot with COVID restrictions. Oh, no. Uh, so it will, I mean, the current Amazing Race season is pretty good. I've enjoyed it. But to go backwards to when they did COVID restrictions is going <laughs> to... With little, 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah, with 90 minutes is going to be a little rough. So I'm looking for a survivor for sure. But Amazing Race can be a little rough in this season. I, unless they pull a trick out of their hat that I don't know about. And then the other news for Survivor is, you know, I have all the places to announce this, but he did it. Jeff on the Kelly and Mark, it's like a morning show. I think it used to be Regis and Kelly. Uh, Jeff says future quitters will not get their torch enough at tribal council. This is a permanent rule from here Good. on out. I don't know why this was the place he announced it, but he announced it. Mary, is this, are you for quitters not getting their torch enough? Yeah, they shouldn't be equated with a, a regular player. I don't think we haven't had a non-medical quit since season 29. So I feel like these haven't thought survivor hasn't thought about this. It's been 16 seasons, like nine years, you know, they've spent so long. They haven't really had to consider you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like nine years. Yeah. They haven't considered this in so long. Like hasn't even been an issue. Mm-hmm. So they haven't even like now I think Sean broke him. I think Hannah would have been one thing. I think Sean broke Jeff. Yeah. I think Sean and Hannah, the Lulu broke Jeff. <laughs> and tonight Jeff snapped a couple of times. I felt like, I mean, it was planned, <laughs> but it was planned snapping. I mean, all right. So anyways, that's the big news for survivor. That's good. But Mary, you have your own personal news for this week. Tell everybody everything you can and I'll fill in the gaps. Yeah. My new book, Egan the Brave, comes out tomorrow. Very excited about that. Um, 
it's releasing now. Even the small will not be on sale anymore because it was just a, a celebra- celebration, I guess. When does the sale for Egan Small end? Is that this week? It ends today. Oh, Thursday. it ends today on mm-hmm. Thursday. Okay, so yeah. today's the last day for Egan the Small on sale. Yes. Okay. Then we'll go back to the regular pricing, which is the same uh, for Egan the Brave and Egan the Egan Small. Egan the Brave releases mm-hmm. Friday. Yes, tomorrow. November the 17th. November the 17th, yes. Hey, also, if you buy... Uh, Mary would explain more about her book, but as you all know, her voice is a little under the weather. So it's a fantasy book. It's meant for middle grade. I Mary said ideally ages 7 to 14. I enjoyed Egan the Small. I'm looking forward to Egan the Brave. You, if you pre-order the book, and somebody's already, somebody's already done this, and you guys did this last year with Egan the, the Small. If you pre-order the book or buy the book, send me a receipt through like Twitter, Instagram, my email, emails in the description. I will send you links to Patreon videos that have not released on YouTube. So if you want videos that are unreleased and you also want Egan the Brave, great. Also applies to Egan the Small. You buy Egan the Small, I'll give you the same deal. If you buy both books, I don't have any more. I only have so many videos. I can't offer you more videos than what I've already made. So buy one or buy the other or buy both. Uh, Either way, it's only a duology. These are the two books. That's it. That's the whole series. So it's not like to be some long never ending series like how to train your dragon no <laughs> no not that good <laughs> not that good <laughs> mary downplays her own skills all right well let's move on previously on survivor mary it's all about bruce mm, pretty much bruce and kelly which i wrote down so this is ironic because i still had kelly my winner like top winner rankings at this point and before I, the episode ended, right yeah and i wrote down Kelly quotes that getting out Bruce will be the most important move for her game. Oh. And I was like, yes, this is good. No. And I didn't <laughs> think Bruce was going out today, but I thought, oh, this is, you know, precursor to some big move that Kelly's going to make. No, I, I'm not even sure why I was in, I guess. Well, maybe, so Kelly had more airtime. I don't know, but. Well, I, I, I think for those who are regular Survivor viewers, those listening likely but for those who have been here since, since like the beginning, I would say, but even, you know, if you're a hardcore fan, you know that if there's too much negativity about one player in an episode, they're probably not going. There was too much Bruce needs oh, to go so before we even went to the auction. Yeah. There was so much. It was like clearly either a Bruce is going to play his idol, which I think is what we all assumed or B he's going to win immunity or the worst case scenario is C Bruce goes to play his idol. And then actually doesn't do it. And that would have, so it would have been actually predictable, but not so much because Bruce, I don't know. So, I mean, we ended up being Bruce one immunity, which was exciting for me personally. I think I was very excited. Even though he's like bottom my winner rankings, I'm just excited on personal level. Uh, But yeah, so it's all about Bruce. True says making the jury is great, but voting Sifu sucked. Nobody really says that about Caleb. They're like voting Sifu out. That really sucked. Nobody says that about Caleb though. Not that we heard. Yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I mean, I'm not talking about everything they say on the beach. Talking about the episode. I know. <laughs> but yes, not that we heard. Not that they showed. Uh, Drew says he wants to crush his Bruce's symbolic victories. I mean, what has Bruce done wrong to you people? <laughs> Nobody likes Bruce. No, I mean clearly, there's not much love for Bruce except for Jake. Jake says, Jake, by the way, would be terrible on Big Brother because he wants to upset the status quo. Yeah, and that's like the op- big brother. They're like, oh, whatever, whatever the head of household wants. That's all I'm going to do. If you listen to our big brother 25 podcast, you heard an hour and a half of us talking out our butt about big brother. So, some people, Mary <laughs> even said 
there's so much misinformation in this video. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's through it's through Mary and I's perspective. We're hardcore Survivor fans, okay? Well, we're viewing how we're viewing Big Brother is from a Survivor perspective. Anyways, Jake says he doesn't want to upset the Sas quo. Because voting Caleb was dumb. Now I'm not sure voting Caleb was dumb, but I do agree. If you just go with the Sas quo, at some point you're gonna be at the bottom of the totem pole. Unless you're leading, and Jake's clearly not leading. Yeah. That's why he's saying this, obviously. Well, and he also said that, like, he and obviously he understood why he made the move. He was trying to make moves, but he thinks moving forward, he can't be as reckless. Like, he can't just yeah. be going out there on a limb and doing stuff because he recognizes how much on the bottom that he is right now, um, which he ended up kind of having to do anyways in this episode because he was so unsafe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think he has a good understanding of his game. Like, he, He's right. You can't just, you know, go along with the flow, go along with the status quo the mm-hmm. whole time. Um, but you also have to know when it's time to make a reckless move, I guess. Cut to Julie saying, I'm over Jake. He voted for me. Yeah. Screw him. So Julie would do great on Big Brother. <laughs> God forbid any rogue votes happen. That's the end of the game. So uh, the girls are happy, though. We cut to the next morning. Girls are like, oh, look, there's six of us and four of them. Do you think the boys are thinking about how we have the advantage of them? Cut to the boys. Oh, yeah. What kind of tacos do you like? Do you like mozzarella in your tacos? What kind of cheese is that? You know, like it was like the meme of the girl laying in bed with her spouse. And she's like, I wonder if he's thinking about other women. And he's like, oh, I'm one. The Roman Empire. Yeah, the Roman Empire is exactly yeah. actually where I was going. I was figuring how to present it. Good, oh, good, Mary. Sorry. We're on the same page. No. Nice. We're on the same page. Yeah. So. It's just like, it's kind of just like the boys are probably freaking out right now. Yeah. They're just ta- they're talking about tacos. Uh, but yeah, so basically Bruce needs to be blindsided. I mean, Katura's mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Did you know she hates Bruce? Yeah. No, I didn't. Big know. shocker. I know. Big shocker. She says they need to blindside Bruce and she's right. You need to make him feel good. Really butter him up. But I feel like, and I don't know, of course, we don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe she's right in terms of, she says we need to have him feel buttered up like five minutes before, but it's like. You might need to butter him up a little bit more in advance if you're really going to blindside the guy with an idol. Yeah. Like, if you just wait till five minutes before, is Bruce... She said five minutes. It sounded implied like you need to make him feel good right before the vote, which is true. But how long do you wait until you make him feel good? Yeah. Like, you probably should be doing that before the immunity challenge yeah. even happens. So that he doesn't think, oh, because we're about to... I mean, you know, like, all of a sudden they're making me feel good. That's a little yeah. suspicious. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> Anyways, uh, but even well, it's pretty bad when even Kelly's over Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. True. She like last week or was it two weeks ago? She was like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm with Bruce. But like, uh, but like here it's like, I'm uh, she's over him. Yeah. Man, Bruce. And Bruce wh- is not winning. <laughs> one other important note, or I think it's important note I had before mm-hmm. the big topic of the night, I think the auction. Um, the fun. I, yeah, yeah. The fun topic. I had to know this that Julie said, you know what? Now it's old Bello versus old Reba. And it's just like, Emily. That's well, that is what it has been. But now that Caleb's gone, as we were talking about before, Emily's threat level is just like completely done, which she was the the only reason Kelly was able to be voted off so easily tonight. I mean, it could have still happened, I think. But, anyways, but as. As far as the exciting event of tonight, this was my favorite part of the episode for sure. Unless you had something else before we introduced the auction. Well, I, I don't have anything else for the auction. Do you have anything else? No. Oh, okay. I thought you said there was another thing after that. Okay, no. yeah. 
All right, so the boat comes to the camp. Since we all know the auction's happening, we all knew this was connected to the auction, but they're all like, why the heck are they bringing a table? Jake's mm-hmm. like, are they doing a challenge here? Which is not a bad idea. I mean, it was kind of a challenge. Survivor, but what were you saying? This was kind of a challenge because they had to gather money. That is. You make a good point. So the boat comes to the camp, bring a table. Uh, these people who are definitely not Jeff Probst put the names on the table and then they get a note saying, hey, if you do an Easter egg hunt around your camp, you will find money in tubes. Go. Everyone is rushing around. Everyone's looking for the bamboo tubes. Little do we know there's random money in each of them. It's not the same amount for each of them. It's not like $60 per container. Mm-hmm. Bruce, I mean, takes a year and a half to put on his shoes and he's so cocky. I mean, I, Bruce is great casting. I see why they brought him back. He's so cocky. He's like these young kids running around. <laughs> I'm just going to walk. And he finds one tube. But we clearly see him walk past like two or three tubes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And once he even walks past two as he's bemoaning how Emily found one before he did. And it's like one's right next to his yeah. head in a tree. This is the this is the old idol hunt. This is is it on the walking path at waist height? You know, that's probably where the yeah, tube is. Well, there's 40 of them. So. Yeah. And there was like, I mean, they were clearly running out of spots because at one point it was all quick shots. But like one was like a little green thing coming out of the ground. It was like right on top of it. It was like there's no it wasn't really hiding. Right. Sometimes it was hidden, but yeah. Not really. Well, and also you got to wonder, like they had to tell everyone, OK, go stay at the camp and don't leave or go sit on the beach right? or go sit yeah. on the beach or something. So like they knew something was up, but then you don't want them to be like, I'm assuming they didn't want them to sit there and think about it. So I'm sure I had to be like within 30 minutes or something to get these. Sure, things, so. sure. Uh, yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying they should have hid them harder. I'm just saying this was if you if you went on Survivor prepared to do the classic walk down the walking path to find your idols, you know, that we've always joked about. This is when that skill would come in handy because that's really where they all were. So Bruce fails. D does the best. She gets 900. I don't think yeah. she wins the auction, but she gets the most money going into it. Mm hmm. Because little did we know that, I mean, I, so I guess we'll start with, do you like the hunt, the Easter egg hunt for the money, Mary? I love the Easter egg hunt for the money. Okay. Yes. Did you like that? It was a different amount of money that everybody got. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I really liked how, I, I mean, I was, I didn't, this be, I liked it before I even knew how the auction was going to go. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. With everybody having different amounts, there's no sitting on your money for an advantage because in this situation, if they, let's say they had one, cause they said, Jeff said there's no advantages. Which on my history of or the birth, life and death video about the auction was like one of my most popular videos covering every auction in detail. People were like, OK, here's how you fix it. You just say there's no advantages. But like, I think people like me were like, come on. Have you seen Modern Survivor? They can't help it. They have mm-hmm. to put it. Advan- I was shocked by yeah. the restraint tonight to not yeah. put an advantage. I mean, they did do the lose a vote on whoever has the most money. But to but not put an a, advantage in the auction, I was blown away. There is a disadvantage. Yeah, there was a disadvantage. There had to be something. But I don't know. I mean, I think I see. I think it was fun to bring back. I think even this needs a little tweaking. I'll tell you why. Because by after like item six, Jeff started going on and on about how you're going to lose your vote. Right. And by that time, it's like, uh, OK, so whoever has the most money is just going to get the next item. Like it became yeah. an assembly line of items. OK, when does the random assembly line start stop? So I think the adjustment here, Jeff needs to either a we don't lose our vote or B Jeff needs to just shut up about the fact that you're going to lose your vote because it was like so focused on. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, the fun of the auction stopped at like item six for me and like started like getting like, OK, at like item seven because of. 
Yeah, it, it, we didn't know who was going to get the next item after that, which was kind of unfortunate, I guess. We still didn't know what the items were going to be. Yeah. For the most, I mean, I you know, most of them were uncovered though. So yeah, that could be improved. I agree with you. Um, But I, I thought for the first time having the auction in how many ever years, eight years or whatever. It was whatever, good fun. It was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. We haven't seen it in 15 seasons since World Apart. Um, so yeah, my birth life and the birth life and death of the survivor auction video when I made it seems so, so like this is it, this is the end. Like there's no, re they can't bring it back and fix it clearly because they don't want to. And then like last year during 44 on, on the on fire podcast with Jeff, which by the way, Mary, this season, like three or four times they've taken shots at Adam Klein and his casting. Uh -huh. Like, well, that'll be covered in the 40 in the survivor 45 secrets video. When the season's done, I'll make that one. But like they're taking so many shots at him. Anyways, last season, Jeff said, we're bringing him back. The, we want to bring back the auction. We just don't know how to do it. Hmm. And so he's like, send us an email with your thoughts. So I wonder if someone's thought was to have random money and to have them look around the island for it. Like yeah. somebody who's a fan, not somebody who works for the show. Yeah. I'm curious on that one because many well, people said just don't have an advantage, yeah. obviously, if that's the issue. I also like that he drew a rock. I mean, sure, that could still be. It's not rigged. Don't worry. Rigged or whatever. But yeah. I'm just saying like that added element of ambiguity. ambiguity I mean, every nice. auction's had that though. Not the rock, well, but the random number of items. Yes. But I don't know. It was fun. I, I like guess the, the rock. rock in this case makes it so it doesn't seem like they're rigging it for making somebody lose their a vote. A certain player. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we're done. We want, yeah. we want Bruce to lose his vote. How ironic though. Bruce comes in with the least amount of money, ends the auction with the most. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think it was a fun auction. I enjoyed it. Long story short, uh, we have 15 items up for bid. Only five are guaranteed. He, the number we end up drawing was he ended up drawing was 10. Imagine if you only drew six and there was like nine items just sitting under there. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Kendra wins pretzels and beer. Pretty good. She just wanted to not lose her vote. <coughs> um, Kelly wins fries, ketchup, and soda. What's up? Yeah, sorry, I, I wrote something down wrong. Oh, okay. Ahead. Emily wins wine, cheese, and meat, and this was like the most emotional. Yeah. <laughs> like any, like Kelly was like, oh, or sorry, Kendra was like, oh, beer. My father loves beer, and I thought it was gonna be like a joke. Like he was such a drunk. He always would just sit oh around drunk, drinking beer, watching football, and telling us kids to shut up. It wasn't like that at all. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but just the way she said it, Emily wins wine, cheese, and meat, and she does like a little dance, even does like a little twerk, and I'm like. Dang, Emily's coming out of her element for this food. D buys the chocolate milkshake, blows all $900 because D is crazy. Well, D like Kendra just wanted to make sure she didn't, she didn't have the most. Katura gets fish eyes and she's like, oh, I don't even want this. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why does Katura bring this back and offer somebody? But I guess it makes for a more fun moment when Austin throws a hundred on it for whatever reason. Uh, only gets one bite, though, is he was very into it. Gets one bite, puts it on the ground. He's like, that's it. No, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> Drew buys candy. Austin then buys pizza. Julie gets the toothbrush. Mm -hmm. And that was really when like the stress was being laid. Like, I don't know. After the pizza, Jeff was laying on the stress. Yeah. He's like, whoever has the most money is they're going to lose their vote. Like, holy cow, Jeff. Like, all right. The auction got all serious. But anyway, Julie gets a toothbrush, which I feel like she felt forced to do. Not because she wanted it. Right. Jake buys a cake, shares it with Julie on purpose. But Bruce seemed like he didn't really want to. He kind of like, all right, Bruce. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he asked if anyone was hungry and Bruce was like, 
Always. Always. And Jake's like, all right, Bruce. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of weird. Like when he said it. It wasn't like a joyous moment yeah. as much as it was like, all right, Bruce. All right, come on. Uh, Kelly wins a PB&J and margarita. And then Bruce loses his vote. Who do you think got the best? Who do you think got best, the best food items? There wasn't like a chicken in here or steak or anything. Right. I mean, as far as just pure like protein and everything or food, mm -hmm. probably Emily, because not only did she get it early, so she had time to eat. Yeah. Like Kelly got five minutes. I mean, PB&J is good, but yeah, she had like only a few minutes to even eat. Jeff's like, you can't bring it with you. I'm like, Kelly just got it, Jeff. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, Emily, because you get the meat and the cheese and the crackers. I mean, I'm not a nutritionist, but yeah. that, that seemed like the best deal. Less likely to, to have massive poops later. Yeah. Because Drew said it right. And he's like, the candy is just going to go right through me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems cool on its face, but uh, it's kind of like in Heroes versus Villains. When the villains win a reward, and they get to go to that little, like, underground lake cave thing. But all the food they got was, like, chocolate. Like, it was all chocolate, yeah. variants of chocolate. It's like, I mean, how much of that can you eat for? You're like, where's the real, I don't yeah. real food? Exactly. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if anyone won necessarily, but. I will say the fries, ketchup, and soda, I would have thrown all my money on right then and there. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm good. You do love fries. I do love fries. And, you know, out of all the food, I didn't know what was coming. I guess you could, like, Drew hope that it's going to be a meal, but you just don't assume. I guess you just don't yeah. assume. I think Kendra was had it right when she was like, I would have paid every penny for a bowl of worms because yeah. I just wanted to get rid of my money. And not and lose my vote. not lose my vote, Yeah. <laughs> And that's when we got her her story about her dad, her biological dad. Yes. So I want to retell the story and tell me if okay. I'm inaccurate in my retelling, because I this is me retelling. I'm not telling exactly how she did this, how I interpreted it, I guess. Uh -huh. I think that's a better way of putting it. Kendra says her story like this. By the way, third person gets sob story of the season. Got to factor in to the sob story theory. Can't ignore it, I guess. So Kendra gets a sob story and she's like, OK. I grew up without my father. I mean, I had like a, a stepdad or whatever, an adopted parent. She was living with her mom, right? Her actual mom. Is that correct? That's what it sounded like. She it said, I was like, living with my mom yes. and my adopted dad, who I thought yeah. was my real dad. Yeah, she didn't know. And then she turns 18. She finds out. And she, I mean, like this adopted dad gets no credit. He's there for her whole life. She doesn't even know it's not her real dad. The moment she finds out it's him, she's like, screw off adopted dad. Finds her real dad. By calling him, he's like, I've been waiting for this call for 18 years. Now, I am very sympathetic towards the adopted dad in this situation. I'm very sympathetic towards them. How does the how's the biological dad get a free pass in this story? Also, why did he have to wait 18 years for her to call him? What happened? No, either a and this is just me assuming things, by the way, which I probably shouldn't do. But this is just my interpretation of the story. It's like it was told like she reconnected with her, with her biological father, like fantastic. But like, where was he the first 18 years? Why was he not able to connect with her? Mary's giving me a face, but like, I'm so confused and I want answers and I don't have them. Okay. Usually an right. adoption situation, which I don't know how this. Remember, she's with her actual she's mom. She's with her biological mom. Yes. But it sounds like a lot of times if you have a child and you, because she said adopted dad. Yeah. So if, if he has legally adopted her, that means her biological father signed away, away rights. Like you can't adopt someone. Unless oh. that's like a legal thing. Okay. So for whatever reason, when her mom got pregnant or whatever, unless this was also an adopted mom, but she just didn't say it, yeah. that would make more sense. But yeah, her biological father at some point signed away rights, which means he is not legally allowed to contact her. 
So that's why when she was 18, then she was, once you're 18, as the child is, is legally allowed to find out who their parent was. Okay. So that, thank you for clearing that up because I was so confused hearing that story, not knowing exactly how that works, but you're right. If you get adopted, we, I mean, you and I learned this recently. If you get adopted, your, your parent, your biological parents signed away your rights. But if you're like, I think if you're in foster care, then you're still, you still contact your biological yeah, parents, yeah. but not, not if you're adopted, if you're adopted, that's it. So it's a little interesting of a situation. So she reconnects with her father. Uh, I take back all my criticism of him. Not really just some of it, I guess, but I am like, man, did the, uh, did the act, I'm sorry, the biological father, I take back a little bit of criticism, but the adopted father, what did he do wrong? He got shafted in this story. He's just like watching from home. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> my daughter doesn't love me. Oh my gosh. I'm sure he's not thinking that at all. It, guys, this is a lighthearted joke. Don't take it that serious. All right. Cause I can already sense it. Okay. So <laughs> Kendra gets a sob story though. Not only during her sob story, do we get pictures of, I don't know if they did this for Jake and D, but not only do we get pictures of like her sob story from her flashback, but we also get like a highlight reel from this season. I don't think D or Jake got that. So, and I got to ask. <sighs> that made me feel like she was going home soon. Yeah, no, I, I was with you. And Mary, Mary said, mm, I think she's getting booted. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That hasn't really been a solid theory since like 41, though. The whole like you get booted if it's your sob story. And even then it wasn't 100%. So, but here it's like, I don't know. It, it, is this forced? To me, it felt somewhere in between, fell in between, somewhere between Jake and D. Like D's to me felt forced, like they forced in the episode. Jake's felt natural. Kendra, I guess, did bring it up yeah. at the pretzel and beer. Jeff did not ask, how does this beer make you feel about your family? Mm-hmm. Kendra brought it up yeah. on her of her own volition. And she talked about it in the shelter back at camp afterwards. Yeah. So, so I, Kendra was almost as natural as Jake. I guess I was like feeling sympathetic for the adopted father. I was like, what did he do wrong? You know, all right, anyway. So, all right. <laughs> she gets a soft story. That's three people this season. And I think it's important. Yeah. Two soft stories were cut and left in the secret scenes. Unless there was the one from last week I don't know about. Was there, Mary? No. Okay. So, em, we go over, we get back to camp. Emily says, mm, you know, I feel more connected to Austin Drew than I do to the women. So, she snitches to Drew. Yeah. <laughs> and Drew, by the way, takes us in stride. I mean, Drew's right. He's like, well, first of all, he's like, yeah, thank you for telling me. I agree. I want to work with you, but I don't think a girl's alliance is really going to happen. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I understand. And even if they are together in this Bruce and Jake vote, nobody's bringing mm-hmm. your name up yet, which Austin's like, yeah, I, you know, I think that's right. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just another step for Emily and Drew to keep building on. But I think, I think Drew, Drew is right. It's not really going to, he says it's porous. Yeah, I mean, I think what he's saying is that, sure, there's a women's alliance, but, you know, it's just built on the fact that they're all the same, like, sex. Is that really a strong, I mean, is that really, like, a strong alliance? It's not very often that we get, like, be, you know, the only times I feel I can remember that, like, a gendered alliance goes to the end because of their gender is literally on gendered seasons. Yeah. Seasons that were split from the beginning. That's only because they were on tribes with each other from the very beginning. Yeah. The only exception being the Black Widow Brigade of Micronesia. Like one world was a women's alliance, but they started that way. You know, Vanuatu had a women's alliance and a men's alliance, but like, and the men were willing to like let the women in. So it's like, really, it's not that, I don't know. I don't know why 
I don't know why all these seasons, so many seasons of Survivor, they try to make this happen. Like, stop trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. Happened once well, outside come, of a gendered season. In my, from it, come, it comes up naturally in conversation. Especially when all the women are together and all the men are because that happens in life. Yeah. Like the guys get together and talk about something and the girls get together and talk about something. So it just happens. And then when you're in a game like this, it's going to come up. But and it's always a good practice to be like, oh, yeah, let's uh, do of this. Course. Yeah. You yeah. Know, whether anyone really means it or not. So and we heard that Emily didn't really mean it. Julian D, of course, didn't really mean it. Well, you know, if things shift, if the tide, if the tide goes that way, then you do mean it, of course. I mean. Emily went snitch though. She made a point of it not being yes. a thing. And Drew was like, "This is a good opportunity for to get Bruce's uh, idol out." So, you know, this could be a good thing. I he didn't feel targeted, but he didn't freak out about it. You know, I he played it really cool. This was a good move by Drew, I think. Here, yeah, Drew handled it well. Uh, we haven't seen the bad Drew in a few episodes. The Drew where we're like, "Ooh, that was not great socially." Yeah. So here he actually played it pretty cool. So I'll give props to Drew. Definitely moving up this episode. So Drew says, great. Uh, Bruce can go, though. Yeah. Like, did you not hear what Emily said? There's a girls alliance. <laughs> He's fine with Bruce going. I think everyone's fine with Bruce going. <laughs> I know, but that just feeds into the girls alliance by letting a guy go. Right. Like, why can't why can't Katura go? Why can't Kelly go? That's not part of the reader. He knows. Group. So what are the numbers? I right mean, now? I mean, tonight Kelly did go, to be fair. That's where we ended up at. So. Right. And he spearheaded that. And he did. So he did course correct. Yeah. But I'm saying at this moment, his first instinct was Bruce has got Bruce has got to go. And it's like, did you not just hear what Emily said? But he did. He just needed time to process it. And he's like, okay. Because later on, he's like, Bruce can't go. I guess there's more of a factor of Bruce can't go. And then Jake, well, Jake might have an idol played for him. So let's screw that. Let's go Kelly. Because it's really Reba versus Bella at the end of the day. Reba plus Emily. Yes, that's it. That's exactly what ended up happening. I did one of my favorite scenes. Well, I don't know. Tonight was just a good episode. But right after this, uh, Drew's talking at the well with Julie and Katura and somebody else was there. I forget who it was, but um, probably Austin. Drew and Julie are basically like, okay, Katura, what, you know, we want to work with you. Who do you want out? And Katura's like, well, uh, did you know that I would like Bruce out? And they're all like, yeah, I think we could go for that. And she's like, no one knows that I hate Bruce. No, she said, oh, everyone knows now that I don't like Bruce. Yeah, but she said that like nobody knew before. No one knew. She said no one knew that I didn't like Bruce. Past tense now because she told them. But it was like, no, she said, I think she used negatives in her sentence. I think it was okay. something more of like. Um, everybody knows now that I don't don't like Bruce. I don't know, but you said it as soon as it happened. And I was like, no, that's not what she said. But then the episode kept going, and yeah, and Mary and was trying it. to save her voice for this yeah podcast, so she couldn't correct me then. But I don't. Know. I think she didn't. I think she said everybody knows how much I don't like Bruce, yeah. and you think she said now everybody knows I don't. So I'm somebody saying that us. nobody knew that she hated Bruce supposedly till now. That's somebody what I'm proved saying. me right. I'm right. saying that Katura is saying everybody knows I don't like Bruce. I mean, me putting it out there isn't going to make a difference. Everybody I, already knows it. I will say when she said this, this was a big revelation for me because I had no idea that she hated Bruce. Yeah. Right. None. Mm -hmm. This is news to me. I texted Rebecca during the episode. I said, Katura just confessed that she hates Bruce and I'm baffled. <laughs> I don't like how what? So anyways. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Katura. Spoiler. I like how Katura like 
Well, let's not forget that like three or four weeks ago, Katura uploaded a six minute video to TikTok that she later deleted explaining why she's more than just hating Bruce. So I thought she'd be gone by now, frankly, with that uploading a six minute video trying to explain why she why there's more to her than just hating Bruce. Yeah, not yet. That will also be the Survivor 45 Secrets video because I have a copy of the video. Ha ha. I mean, she deleted it because CBS told her to. Once you put it up on the internet, that's that's game. Once the video, once you post something like that on the internet, somebody's going to download it. Somebody do- download it, put it on Reddit. I got it now. So I'm putting in the 45 Secrets video. I'm right. sure she would re-upload if she could, but CBS, I'm sure, told her to take it down because it might be, they might consider it spoilers for Boots or I don't know. Anyways, Mary's just giving me a look, so. <laughs> She's still giving me a look. I, I thought your face might change. All right, so. Um, geez, I guess we got nothing else before the immunity challenge, which means it's as always board game game time. time. So this week's board game is trailblazers by Bitewing games. I will have a link in the description. Uh, Mary, give me as much as you can on the board game and I'll fill in the blanks. Um, so trailblazers, we got the travel edition of this It's super cute. Came in this little cute case. It's a card placement game similar to Carcassonne. And you have to build three kinds of trails surrounding three different kinds of camps. So um, there's hiking, biking, and kayaking. Um, There's different like in-game goals and end-game goals that vary based on what you draw from a deck. So it's simple, easy to learn. It's a quick game and it was pretty fun. It's one to four players. Yeah, definitely short and sweet. Uh, You said card placement. Is that the genre? Yes. Okay. It's definitely like you or tile placement, own, tile placement. Yeah. yeah. You like you create your own paths. And I was impressed by how fast it went because we played Carcassonne. We played like Explorers of the North Sea. And those are longer games for sure. Like Explorers can take like an hour. Carcassonne, I think, takes like, what, 30 minutes when we play. Yeah. This one's like 15 minutes. Like, yeah, the travel edition. It all fits in that little cool case. I got pictures running on screen of this. Definitely check it out. Thank you, Bitewings Game, Bitewing Games for the game. Uh, links in the description. OK, so. Let's move on. Jeff offers rice. If four people sit out, we're at the immunity challenge. I guess let's go through this and then we'll explain what the immunity challenge is. So Jeff offers rice. If four people sit out, I think right away, Emily's like, sure, I'll sit out. And then D maybe said like first, did anybody else offer before Jeff does his dramatic moment? D. D and Emily are like, okay, we'll sit out. And like, I love, I, I mean, this is a great moment. This has got to be an instant classic moment. Mm-hmm. Jeff. Takes a knife. Well, wait. With a bag of rice. What? First, Katura is like, hey, guys, this is important. She's trying to, like, negotiate. And Jeff says, here, Katura, I have something that will help negotiations. <laughs> and then. He just stabs the bag. He just, boom, right in the pool, just stabs it. I mean, he just stabs the bag. And they're all stunned. Like, okay. And Drew instantly is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Drew got it instantly. I was thinking, I was, like, stunned thinking, okay, is this rice, like, how much Emily and D get because they're already out. Like, I don't know. I was like not getting it. And then I mean, it took yeah. me a second, but I got it. But yeah, well, I'm sure in the moment, I'm sure it's it was edited a little bit faster too for us. But yeah, it was they're losing this rice. The more time you take. And I thought it was perfect. We've seen so much over the past four seasons when they've done the stupid rice negotiation that originally it was like, how many people do you want to offer? Well, Jeff, how many people do you want? Because we're offering one, you know, yeah, just like I want five or whatever. So They've done this past four seasons and it's got its old hat by this point. Mm-hmm. It's new hat when he stabs the bag and forces them to make a decision. It's so funny. Yes. This is what I like to see. I like the forced like you got to make a decision now. Yeah. There's no sitting on your hands. 
no sitting on your hands. He might be grandpa Jeff. At but the auction, no sitting on your hands. You have to spend money. Yeah. There's no sitting on your hands in, in this season of Survivor. I, by the way, I've meant to say this earlier, best season of the new era still. Yeah. I would rewatch these eight episodes over any of the past four seasons that happened. I don't care what people say about 42. It's just a re-edit of 41 for me with a little bit better of a cast. 43 had high highs, low lows. 44 was a snooze fest. Like we already knew it was going to happen the whole time. Like it's not exciting. It was boring. Very predictable. I don't care <laughs> that my opinion here is not people like 40. You don't like those seasons, by the way. They're not bad. I think 41 is the only bad season. But 45 by a mile the best. And I'm hoping 46. I hope, I hope first off, this Jeff needs to come back for 46. And hopefully he will. Well, like was, Jeff, I hope it doesn't get softer next season. I was going to say, it's kind of weird because he still is kind of soft in some things. Like he's still like, oh, good morning, tribes. And they walk yeah. in or whatever. And <laughs> they still pulls out nice. a knife and just stabs But yeah, it was like kind of creepy now because he has a <laughs> smile and a knife. And then we didn't even mention during the auction, he would be like, he would be like shaking his head no and then go yes. Yeah. And like he would do that or he'd start with yes and then go no. Like. Jeff was was like, it's almost like he went in the mirror and he planned out how to fake them out. Yeah. This is the fake out episode. He's faking them out. He's stabbing bags. Around. I mean, Jeff was on top of his game this episode. This is probably the best Jeff we've seen in a while. Uh, which I don't know. It's really interesting that. And then this week he's on like Jimmy Fallon and he's on, as I said, Kelly and Mark earlier. So I don't know. This episode, they must have knew they had a good one on their hands here because they were promote they were promoting yeah. Survivor this week hard. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So anyways, four people set out, which I thought, by the way, they, so the immunity challenge, I guess, go ahead and explain the immunity challenge. So the immunity challenge, you have to hold on to a rope that's attached to a log that is a third of your body weight. Yeah. Third. Um, and of course you move down one knot every, it didn't say how many, how, how long the time frame, but I think like every five minutes or whatever. And then when it drops, it crushes a pelican and you're out and you have to do it with a straight arm and one arm at a time, of course. So, yeah, it was very specific. About you have to, like, keep your arms straight. I don't know. So I remember the one world specifically the time they did this and in season 30 worlds apart where instead of like holding something up and, and not wanting to smash like the pelican in this case, it was just you're hanging your whole body over water. Yeah. And so no matter what, you had to keep your arms straight there. If you could pull up the good on you, but it was almost impossible with your whole body weight. Here's like Jake's like trying to find any way. Jeff's like, no, anything that makes the challenge easier. Is we can't be out here for more than 15 minutes shooting, Jake. You know yeah. this. <laughs> Jake's like, oh, okay, all right, Jeff. All right, all right, sorry, Jeff. So I thought it was ironic that the four people that set out were the literally the four middle people in this line of that was interesting, yeah. Because they set it up like these are all predetermined spots based on their body weight. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. That was literally the four middle. It wasn't anybody there was like three on one side, three on the other side. And so people are dropping and I'm like, holy crap. It, when it gets down to like Austin and Jake, I'm like, is Bruce really going to be Austin and Jake though? Because if Austin, I mean, we covered Katura's face and Katura, it's all over her face. Yeah. Jeff's like, Bruce, how you doing? Bruce doesn't say a word. Just gives Jeff the hang 10 sign. Cuts Katura's face. Katura's annoyed at him. Yeah. Katura hates, Br <laughs> she hates Bruce, Mary. Yeah. Bruce wins immunity. Mm -hmm. I clapped. I cried a little bit. I you laughed. shouted. Yep. I did shout. You did the Rocky fist pump. This was like the first time since it wasn't the, the Caleb boot for me was cool, but I wasn't like it was Sabaya. When Sabaya got voted off, I was like, I thought I was on the floor. You said I was on the edge of my seat. I forgot. Mm -hmm. That was very exciting. This is the most excited I've been since Sabaya. 
that's twice in one season. That's a big deal. See how yeah. it goes from here on out. But yeah, I was very excited because this just means Bruce versus Katura continues. I knew Katura couldn't go tonight. I now I know Bruce can't. Bruce still is sitting on an idol. True. He has an idol in his pocket. He should be safe for a little bit. Well, if he plays his card trade, right, he should be safe at least through next week. Unless yeah. he wins another immunity. Bruce goes on a run. Yeah. What if Bruce went on a run and goes to final three with Katura? That's come on, make it happen. That would be <laughs> We're down to final nine. How many does he have to win? You know what? Like six? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. You know what happened tonight that I was very confused by? Mm-hmm. After Bruce wins, Jeff asks, like, who are you thinking about? What how you know, held yeah. on? Bruce starts talking about his daughter. Sounds like his daughter's dead and possibly from cancer. But he doesn't say that. He just says, you know, I was on the yellow tribe and that was a sign. And I think yellow is a sign like the yellow ribbon is a cancer. Mm. Anyways. But that was like a one second conversation and we don't hear anything else. No soft story. No soft story. And I'm like, well, that seems a little bit. That felt like it was ready. Yeah. Like there should have been something there. And there wasn't. How did Kendra get something for a beer and her dad? Yeah. And Bruce isn't anything. When he wins immunity. Maybe. Interesting note. Yes. I don't know. Either they're, they don't want you to feel too good about Bruce. Because remember, Bruce is kind of like, Bruce is definitely the unaware villain, I guess. I don't think yeah. villain's the right word. But in Survivor, he's a villain. Yeah. But it's like, what great casting. I see why they brought him back. Yeah. I see why at 44, he goes out so early. Just like, no, he would have made this season interesting. Now it's going to be a snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring Bruce back. He was our ace in the hole. Bruce has been an ace in the hole. He's brought, he's made the season more interesting than it would have been without him for sure. He, he's adding to the season, not True. taking away. The fact that people are listening right now and they're like, no, I don't like Bruce. I want him to go. Yes. That's what we want. We want you to root against somebody. That's what makes Survivor good. We need you not. Everybody is not supposed to be agreeable. Somebody right. has to be disagreeable. But the point is that we don't want that person to win. Right. So if somebody's disagreeable, like a Johnny Fairplay is the most Russell Hans, most extreme examples, though. I feel like Johnny Fairplay was like, we want him to lose. Russell Hans, some people want to actually want him to win. Bruce is like, I think most people are like, Bruce is not going to win. So the fact that he's disrupting the season is fun because we know he's not going to win. If Bruce goes on to win, wild ending to the season. That's a Gabler-esque Yeah, I was going to say Gabler. Yeah, but Gabler was not like this disruptive. Gabler's disruptive first half and that was it. Yeah. So Bruce is disrupting the season in a fun way for me because we know he's not going to win. So it's fun. It's fun. So Kendra, Kelly, and Katura. I mean, like, I don't know if that was the right order, but the three K women were all annoyed. They're so annoyed that Bruce won immunity. That's why I was laughing. So I'm like, you know, we're going to get Katura confessional. And we do. And she cut her. She's like, come on. <laughs> well, Katura, if you stayed in and beat him. But to be fair, Jeff stabbed a bag of rice. You had to sit yep, out. Yeah. True. Somebody had to. Uh, so we go back to camp and like immediately before even anybody even says Kelly's name. Somehow, like it was like Kelly and Jake are the targets. Before even somebody, did I miss something? Well, Kelly, Kelly says in her confessional that she's afraid she'll be a target because she's perceived as Bruce's number one, mm-hmm. even though she's doesn't want to be Bruce's number one. Yeah, but Bruce like makes her walk right. with him and stuff. But Bruce was number one, and now he's not available. So then the shift focuses to either Jake or Kelly, and she was afraid of them splitting votes because it's Bella versus Reba, yes. not a women's alliance. Yes, yeah. yes. And so it's funny because who presented the idea and then all of Reba's like, yeah, it's a good idea. Was it Emily or was it? It was Drew. No, I mean at the water well. For what? For, for, for Bruce? 
Let me or for Kelly or Jake. The water well was Drew and Julie and Katura. And that was when before the challenge only when Katura. Katura presents an idea and there's three Rebos, Julie, Austin and Drew, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they went, that was before the challenge, though. And she wanted no. Bruce out at that time. That was okay, I forgot to write down the note then. My bad. So Kelly and Jake seem to be the target. Jake's like, I'm looking for an idol. I thought they were going to pull the old switcheroo on us. I thought they're going to have Jake find it and not show it to us. And then he's going to play it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we flashback. No, he did not find an idol. No, I don't think he did. And he asked Bruce and Bruce like, well, let me read the room, which means. No, because the room was obviously against Jake. <laughs> I mean, I guess obviously not because he didn't go home, but there were several votes. It seemed almost unanimous against Yeah, it makes me wonder what Bruce knew that that Jake didn't because here's the vote breakdown tonight, right? We have five people vote for Kelly. Uh, But, I mean, if Jake... If Jake knew... Here's the thing. Bruce voted for... Bruce did not vote. So maybe Bruce didn't know. No, I I honestly think Bruce just wanted to keep the idol for himself. Austin, D, Drew... Julie Julie, and Emily... And Emily all voted Kelly. So it was Reba plus Emily. Katura was left out on this one. She voted Jake. Kendra was left out, voted Jake, which tells me Katura and Kendra at the bottom. Yep. I mean, along with it's everyone Bella was on the bottom. Yeah. Reba against Bella. Oh, we said it the moment they did the merge story. It's like, oh, here's our power alliance because here's their focusing on them, them four being a strong, strong four. Even with Sifu there, they didn't care about Sifu. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they roped in Emily. Yeah. And. (laughs) Drew's whole um, reason for targeting Kelly, I mean, he says it's because of how much power she has, which is true. I mean, we've said Kelly's a really good player, and she was the one that that people really want to talk to, mm-hmm. which is why she was my on my winners list, and that's what Drew... So, I mean, I think they made the right decision. Jake isn't really a threat, I don't think. Kelly was a threat. <sighs> yeah. It's just that Jake's not going to do what they want. No. Straight up. I mean, they're like, they can't get, they can't wrangle in Jake to do what they want. So like, let's get rid of Jake. Cause he's helping Bruce. And we don't want Bruce in this game. But, it's more like, as Jake said, they're doing the dog pile. Yeah. But, but whoever's doing, everyone doing the dog pile means that whoever's on the bottom besides Jake is not thinking about, okay, well I'm next. Cause he, he's right. Cause if Jake, let's say Jake went tonight, Bruce is next. Okay. But who's after Bruce? That person is not considering. And to be yeah. fair, I mean, he's right. Katura and Kendra, yeah. They're not. I mean, they voted Jake. They shouldn't have voted Jake. But, they did. But. And Kelly voted Jake. Mm-hmm. But Drew and Austin and Julie and Emily and E aren't, don't have that mentality. They are tight and they're, I think they probably will keep going. Jake is I'm, right and Reba's listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Reba already knew. Yeah. Reba's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, you're right. One thing I was going to say about Jake that I did think was another good gameplay moment was when Kelly and Emily approached him trying to put him at ease or whatever and asked him who he'd want to vote out. He's like, they're waiting for me to throw a name out. The way you approached me made it sound like you had yeah. somebody. Mom. Yeah. And he, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't put his neck out by, by suggesting somebody. I don't know. He was just reading the room yeah. very well there. He knew that, that was he was moment. the target and yeah. they were just trying to make him feel good. And the moment they walk away, it like, kind of rolls his eyes, like, obviously. Yeah. I mean, when you and I played Castaways, that card game, like, we were basically Survivor unofficially. There was one vote where I knew I was going. If only I had an idol. Because, like, nobody was talking to me all of a sudden. When all the previous rounds, everybody was talking to me. I was like, like, I'm going out, aren't I? This is it. And everybody's like, everybody's, everybody, by the way, in the room, even though some of them had seen many seasons Survivor, were like, how does he know? Because you aren't talking to me. Yeah. And so when people come up to you and they're not really talking to you. 
Jake knows. Yeah. They're targeting me. So good for him looking for an idol and not caring that anybody knows about it. Oh, we didn't even mention this. Another reason for voting Kelly out, not only is she Bruce's number one, not only is she a great player, but she has the other amulet. So, of course, Austin wants her out. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up yet, but yeah, that's true. No, 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 because it doesn't get brought up in discussion. But truly, Austin's ulterior motive of we thought maybe Kelly was going to get Austin. Oh, no, no, no. The sandwich revenge arc has been completed. (laughs) Jay Mayo was like, oh, I want the amulet. Kelly's like, "Mm, I want the amulet. Austin's like, I want the sandwich. Everyone who forced me not to get the sandwich is now dead to me. Jay Maya goes. Kelly goes. Austin now has two idols. What the heck? Good for Austin. Good for Austin. Good for Austin. But what the heck? Like Kelly. I mean, I think partially it's got to be like, because even when the moment Kelly got it off, she looked at Austin and said, were you behind this? And he said, yes. No. She yes. The first Emily. person she said that to when she got voted off was Austin. I watched it happen. Mary, you were in the kitchen getting your tea. No, I, yes, well, I was looking over the counter. Were you? She, she looked right at Emily. No, she looked at Austin. Okay, somebody tell us who was Trust right. me. Because I was sitting here watching. I'm like, Mary's missing out. She's getting her tea. Because Mary loves drinking tea while we podcast. She's doing it right now. Got a big mug of it. I kind of have to. What right kind of tea now. do you got? No, this is actually just hot water, lemon, oh. and honey. Oh, normally you drink tea though, don't you? Yeah, I had tea earlier. Oh, okay. What kind of tea do you have? Black tea. English breakfast. English, okay. Anyway, so I think I'm pretty sure, 99% sure, she asked Austin, and he said yes. Well, I'm 99% sure that it was Emily, and she did not say yes. Now, I've never been wrong in my entire life, as we'll talk (laughs) about, Mary's laughing, as we'll talk about during the trivia question of the week, but (laughs) anyways, I've never been wrong in my entire life, so I have to be right, and if I'm wrong, I get kicked off the podcast. If you're wrong, I get kicked off the podcast. Yes. Okay, just want to be clear. Are we, we're already talking about tribal? Isn't there a section before Well, tribal? I don't have anything else really before tribal besides Drew saying, why not forget Bruce and Jake? We kind of already talked about that. Yeah. So we go to tribal council. Jake says, dog piles are not playing survivor. What he meant to say was that's playing big brother. He didn't say it or okay. maybe he didn't. They cut it out. Okay. But this was so weird. What well, was weird? It took Jake forever to say his thought and they left purpose, it in. Right? Yes. They left it in. So I, I either like, I thought, oh no, is Jake like having a mental seizure here or something like that? That's what I was thinking. Oh my gosh, Mary. No, like I know. Listen, wow. <laughs> I have had siblings who have mental seizures and while oh. it is not exactly the same, it's true. there were some similarities because he was just standing there, like looked zoned out. Oh, okay. And so it, I, I did, and, and based on what's happened before. So like, I just got scared for him for a minute. You thought he was going to pass out during tribal? Yeah, I really did. Um, but he was fine. So I, I, I'm wondering if it, he was like trying to gain the courage to say it or whatever. I don't know. But it was really weird. And I'm wondering why they left it in. And I don't know. I think he was trying to figure out what's the best way to play this. Because at one point he says, when I play my, I mean, or something like if I play an idol, like he slipped up, but it was like an on purpose slip up. Yeah. No, that was smart. And that was, he was good. I think he was leading into that. I think he was. I think this oh, is a whole play. Okay. To make people like he's like trying to choose his word carefully and then he slips up. It's kind of like. Oh, okay. I mean, did it that work? That makes sense. Did it work? Because yes, it did. Because the whole reason we switched the vote from Jake to Dr- Kelly is because Jake's out looking for an idol and nobody, nobody stayed with him the whole time. Bruce might play an idol for him, even if Jake doesn't find one. It was too much risk. Yeah. So tonight when he says that, it's just like, I'm not saying that did it, but I am saying it didn't hurt. His Her. game. 
Sure. So Jake's got saved tonight by the potential of an idol being played for him, not because yeah. an idol was played or he had one or anything. It's just the the idea that one could be. And they're like, all right, we'll go for the next best thing. So they got out on a different Bella member. Because Katura is the one most likely to work with Reba at this point. So why get out Katura? She hates yeah. Bruce. She hates him. And they want Bruce out. So they got that thing in common. But anyways, Jake's plays a shot in the dark. And I said, if this is safe, this is bogus. It was not safe. So good. Right. Because the one in six. I mean, I'm not saying it has to be one in six. But certainly shouldn't be two for two this season. <laughs> the moment Jake pulled that, he had to know this is not going to be safe. Yeah. He's like, have Caleb blow on it. <laughs> that was funny. So, I mean, and it's a prize vote. I did not expect Kelly. Even on the My Picks app tonight, I put Bruce, which I did not know was going to individual immunity. And I put Kendra. because I thought, yeah. okay, let's say Jake and Bruce don't go. I'm like, Kendra will probably be the first girl from Bellow. I yeah. was wrong, apparently. Yeah, me too. Kelly. Me too. I put Jake and Kendra. But Kelly, you're too good of an edit so I far to too. be going right now. I based it completely off the edit because Kendra so far has not had a great edit and Kelly yeah. has. Well, I didn't know Kendra's going to get the sob story tonight. I know. <laughs> That's got to be good for your team if you have her on, my, on the My Picks app, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, so Kelly's vote off 5-3. to three. It's a huge surprise. I mean, we're surprised. I, I, the most exciting thing tonight was still Bruce winning immunity for me. But this was the but second biggest surprise. I was still surprise. surprised. Like, I honestly thought it was Jake. I laughed. You said I laughed in the episode. Jake's face. Yeah. Like I'm still like he, his mouth was literally open the entire time as she's leaving. Because he thought he was done. And as they're walking away with their torches. Because he couldn't believe his it. His face is still his mouth is still open. I know. I thought it was so funny. I love Jake. Well, next week, though, I mean, so next week there's talks of next week in Survivor. There's talks of, I mean, Emily literally says it because Emily, as we've learned, is basically the voice of reason, the voice of the people. She says if D's in the final three, D wins. I mean, straight up. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. Will anybody, anybody listen to Emily? I think that's the struggle of the season is who Emily is correct. Emily's logical. But will anybody listen to Emily? I don't I know. I think Emily. Yes. Right now, she's kind of on the bottom of the Reba four. The Reba five in this case with her. Right. Reba four plus Emily. Yeah. Reba four plus Emily. Um, but I think Drew is smart enough to see that. Yeah, he can't take D that far. I don't know if it's the right. But when is the right time? I don't know. But before that, and but I can't. Well, go ahead. I was just say the very first thing on next time Survivor is Bruce all alone on mm -hmm. the beach talking about how his number one alliance member is gone and he's scared and alone. <laughs> and I just heard like all by myself. I can't see my, my voice is yeah. right now, but poor Bruce, but he's still probably safe because he's got an idol. He's got an idol. And I mean, I'm just hoping for a Bruce immunity run just for chaos. Yeah. Just simply for chaos. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he won this one tonight and this is not an easy challenge to win. And Bruce, the oldest person there. So if Bruce can pull off. I think he's the oldest person there. I don't think Julie's older. Right. If she is, I apologize. Well, and he didn't waste energy running around on the beach. That's true. For money. Good point, Mary. Solid <laughs> point. Bruce didn't waste energy running around the beach looking for money. That's not important. Reward's not important. It was winning immunity. Bruce saved it for, for this one. He won. Sorry. Back to what you're saying about Emily trying to so get D out. Emily says if D's in the final three, she wins. But Austin says he can't turn on right. D. Right. Yeah. And that might be the kicker. That's what I'm saying. People... People may listen, but they may not listen to Emily. They may not. I mean, people can understand, but they're like, but, you know, like Drew is that Drew might do it. But like she needs more than just Drew to do this. I mean, can if she wants to do it next week, this is scary, by the way, because he's high up on my list. But so is Kelly. What do I know? anymore? Right. Uh, 
D, if D, if they want to target D, like she could do it next week as long as she gets Drew because she can get Katura, Kendra, Bruce, Jake. That's four votes. This is a dangerous move by Emily to do though. But I mean, as Jake said, dogpiling is no fun. It's not. It's not Survivor. And if she can get Drew, that's five. They need five votes. But if she can't get Drew. She's only got those four. Oh, next week they were losing three votes too, which totally throws everything off. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm gonna like that already. That's too many votes. Yeah, that is crazy. At the final nine. That's too many votes. That's a third of the cast. That's ridiculous. I was kind of mad when he said that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about this whole losing three votes thing. Like that, like I get the one vote this week because you had the least amount of money. Sure, three votes. That's too much. Unless it's a choice, like lose your vo- vote and you get this, or keep your vote and you know, like. But it didn't sound like that. It sounded like no negotiation. Three people are losing their votes tonight. So, not a fan of that. This hopefully it's not the first like massive trip up of the season because we're doing good. We're through eight episodes. And it's really good. So. Do you have anything else before we move on, Mary? No. Okay, time for what's new on Patreon, which, by the way, has a free tier. Sign up for that. You get some of the posts. Uh, the more you financially support channel, the more benefits you get. It's all on there. You'll see. But over on Patreon, I have Parvati, Shallows, Heroes versus Villain story. It's on there. Sri Fields, Big Brother 25 story. I worked so hard, so fast to get that done. It's a massive one, too. It covers her and her son, who are both on Big Brother 25, which just ended like last week. That's over on there. Sandra's story video will be on there very soon from Heroes vs. Villains. And I just uploaded to YouTube, in case you missed it. Five times Survivor blew our minds. And for those who didn't realize, I don't know if anyone did. It's actually really just five times Survivor made our jaws drop volume eight. I just rebranded it to this thinking, oh, it might get more views. And it did. And hey, Brandon from 45 commented on it. So I pinned his comment. So that's fun. If you want to see more videos like that, it's literally a series. I got seven of them before I put them in a playlist. Uh, and then Russell Hans's big heroes versus villains story. I just uploaded that as well on Tuesday on YouTube. I like Russell Hans. I think he's great. I just don't think he deserves to win because some people are like, do you hate Russell Hans, Mary? And I'm like, no, I think he's wildly entertaining. So Russell Hans, check him out. It's a pretty great video, in my opinion. All right. That's enough about videos you can watch. Last week's secret scenes, Mary, I know you're struggling with your voice, so let's just talk about the essentials. We don't have, I know there's three of them. I think one of them's a tree mail. Yeah, the one about tree mail, it's literally just um, tree mail talking about the poll challenge, and then Dee says, I'm going to win it. So And she did. So. And she did. Yay. All right. What are the other two? Um, one was enjoying the sunrise. Caleb, Bruce, and Sifu are watching the sunrise, and uh, Sifu says, Look at us three brothers watching the sunset. And Bruce is like, it's the sunrise, Sifu. <laughs> and that was pretty funny. And by the way, these are on Survivor CBS's YouTube channel. Just, I always mean to say that because sometimes people ask. Um, basically, that whole scene was talking about how Bruce is still wants Caleb out. Caleb's saying he's lucky to see another day. And Bruce was like, well, don't get comfortable. And, and that's, that's basically it. Um, and then the last one, it was the most important I think and it's the painting the merge flag and how Kelly came up with the name of the tribe Dakuoka because mm-hmm. she researched it before coming out and said it's um a, a I can't it's what we found it. out it's like a shark a shark god, god. Right? Like yeah that. yeah and a Fijian shark a Fijian shark god. shark god and it was basically narrated by Austin saying how he loved it because his favorite hockey team is sharks and how he's been the biggest shark because he catches fish, fish for the tribe. And 
you know, it's great Gosh, for him. Even 90 minutes, we still look at people catching fish on camera. That's true. But I think what, what I thought was the best part of the secret scene is Emily says, this is really dumb. Why are we naming it this? I don't like it. Why are we painting a flag? This is a waste of energy. I'm saving my energy for the challenge. Okay, Bruce. And that was kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, that was the secret scene. Those are the secret scenes. Okay, time for question of the week. Now, very quickly, Mary, I need to correct. Now, earlier in this podcast, I said I never get anything wrong ever. Mm. That was a joke because I already knew we were coming to this. Yes. Last week, I said the last time we had an orange merge buff was Redemption Island. I was incorrect. It was the season you said second chances. You were right. And I, I was, was incorrect. Right. Yep. I, you know, it was funny. I wrote down the question. I wrote down the four options for answers and I forgot to mark which one was correct. So I was like, when, when you answered, I was like, looking. I was like, hmm, is she right? Like, I didn't know in the moment. You just had to be right. Huh? <laughs> Instinctively, I'm like, no, she has to. She must be wrong. Instinctively, that can't be you're it. like, no, Mary doesn't know her. I'm like, no, Boston Rob had an orange buff in Redemption Island, but I forgot that was the pre-merge. So anyways, I was wrong. So I am ready for your question, Mary. Hopefully this week, not we have the right answer and not like. I have the right answer. I did not do multiple choice. Oh, I researched okay. this. I have the answer. The you probably know the answer. The question is, what season was the first season to have a contestant who was born in the 1990s? Just a contestant? Yeah. Which Oh, it's just the season, I'm yeah. guessing? Nicaragua. Yeah. Uh, can I guess the player? Yeah. It's either Fabio or Kelly Shen. Is it one of those two? It is one of those two. I want to say, say Kelly Shen. It is. Purple Kelly. Okay. Because I think that was brought up on Nicaragua when we watched it. Probably. We did. By the way, we did like a super deep dive on Survivor Nicaragua. It's over on Patreon as well. You can download that as a, because it's an audio podcast. Anyway, so <laughs> good question, Mary. You almost stumped me too. I was like, crap. Is she asking first winner or first? But I think was Fabio born? He wasn't born in 1990. He must have been 89. I think he was 89. Yeah. I don't I wonder who the first winner born in the 90s was. Comment below. Let me know. I, I will not look it up. So whoever comments first, maybe I'll pin your comment if you're correct. There we go. That's who whoever tells me first who the first winner born in the 90s. I will pin your comment. That's who gets pinned this week. All right. So time to move on TV ratings. Last week, Mary Survivor actually lost 300,000 views. And at first I was like, what the heck? That's a huge dip. It's on screen, by the way. I got the views for all the episodes so far throughout 45. And then I'm putting, I sliding between the two slides. And their slide is comparing what was on that night, that Wednesday night from last week. And I was like, why did they lose 300,000 views? Well, Mary, they had the CMA Awards, which ate up some of the audience for this demographic. Mm-hmm. But also, didn't even know this, the Republican debate was on. Yeah, I didn't even know Republicans were having a debate last week. We're obviously not. Political I'm saying, people. I'm saying I don't get in the loop until we get closer to picking. Yeah, I know candidates, and I guess now we're in that loop now because I think the elections in a year. That's what I'm saying. I'm out of the loop, but now I'm in the loop. I didn't even know it was a debate last week, but now I know. All right, so we lost some viewers last week. I'm hoping episode eight comes back, but either way, it sounds like not only did they expand Survivor 46 to be longer episodes, I'm gonna guess that autumn. I mean, if they did that, we're getting 47 and 48. You know what I mean? Survivor 47, 48 are definitely happening. Yeah. If they expanded 46 to be longer, they must be pleased with what they've gotten this season so far. So don't let that dip fool you. There was other things at night and CBS is clearly happy with what's going on. Even though the actor strike ended a week or I think it was last week. 
Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, we still want this, which is great. Okay, time for winter analysis. Rebecca and I will be doing full-blown winter analysis uh, tomorrow, tonight. Mary and I will try, try to keep it brief. We're going to do just our top three. So, Mary, who is your number three? So, my number three, I debated back and forth on two different people, on my fourth and my third person. But okay. I ended up going with D. Um, I think she's been in the top five for me for a long time now. She's constantly in the edit. She's a strong player and she's in the, the re before. So I'm a little nervous with the Emily wanting to get her out because Emily's also in my top five. So we'll see. I, I don't know, but Emily is a strong player. I like her. She's always in the edit and she's in a really good position right now in the game. You're saying D finally gets in your top three. She's D is finally in my top three. Yeah. Okay. So she moved out of top five. Surprised it took you this long. I thought you'd been on the on the bandwagon sooner, but welcome to the club. I think Rebecca and I both have her in our top three. For me, and my number three is you're gonna be surprised. Kelly moved out. Obviously, I don't know well, why, but she moved <laughs> out. So Jake is now my number three. I moved Jake up. There's just so much Jake focus, but I'm a little concerned that there was so much Kelly focus. There's so much Caleb focus. Well, they're gone. I'm not worried about that. I, Talk about people here and now in the know. Yeah, Jake has a hard road in front of him, but. Jake has a sob story. This is my new theory. We know this, but I, here's the thing. So I think the Matt chat's still going to keep me with Emily. Plus Emily has, a. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Emily's edit so far. Like she's cooled off a little bit, but I'm high on Emily. So my point is then I got three people with a sob story, right? Well, who do I feel best about? It's not Kendra. I feel like Kendra's the weakest of the three people sob story. So she can't be top three. I had to pick my line somewhere. Feel free to disagree. Of course, those who are listening. Jake's number three for me. I like what I've seen. He's got a lot of focus. He's got a lot of personal content, a lot of strategic content. We have like, we get Jake's story. Jake has a story. My worry is that Jake is going to get cut at like four or five. Like we're going to get to the finale and Jake gets cut. Yeah. Kind of how I feel at the moment. If he doesn't go like next episode, but I feel like Jake just needs to buy time to let chaos happen to other people. Mm -hmm. Bruce is the number one target right now. If Bruce goes, Let's consider this. So let's say Bruce goes next week, right? At number nine, Jake makes top eight. Why, why go for Jake? Kelly's gone. Bruce is gone. What threat is Jake to you? Mm-hmm. Jake now all of a sudden can slide until the finale, which I think is top five or six. I think it's top five is how they do it in, modern, in the new era. So now he's in the top five. That's when you worry. You're like, oh crap. What if he gets the final three? He's lost Bella member left. Who's not Katura who turned. Well, Katura didn't even turn tonight though. So. We'll see. I don't know. I just could see Jake getting to the end if Bruce goes. Because all of a sudden he's not a threat. Reba mm-hmm. might start imploding. They get out. They get out Bruce. They got Kelly. I don't know. They're going to target Katara. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to target Jake or Katara first. Or if they want to. Maybe they'll start turning on each other. Maybe they'll turn on Emily. I don't know. What I'm saying is I can see, I can see a path for the end of Jake, for Jake. But it does require Bruce going. And Bruce is at like the bottom of my list. So. I agree with that. You see how that's possible? I see it's possible, yeah. If Bruce goes, I see how Jake could get to the end. I just don't know if Jake can get to the end end. So he's he's above Kendra for me because I don't feel like I almost forget Kendra sometimes even here. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> but anyways, I could I don't know. I could just see Jake like sliding his way to the end or like snaking his way to the end. So anyways, by by the end I mean to the finale. I just I don't know. I think if Jake makes final three is where I'm saying I think he has a pretty good story in his hands. We'll see. Bruce is, does need to go for this to happen. 
All right. Who is your number two, Mary? My number two is Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just has a, he has two idols right now. He's in a great alliance. He's super likable. Um, he is the JT in the JT oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. bromance. Um, so I could definitely see him in the power alliance getting to the end and him saying, Hey, I had these idols. I had these advantages. I did this. I did this. I was and, in the power majority. Yeah. Outshining yeah. drew a little bit and, and making it to the end of winning. So he's in a good position. He's a likable person. Um, and he has just so much going for him right now. So, and we hear, I don't know. I mean, we hear from a lot of the players consistently. So I can't say we hear from him more than others, but you know, we check in with the Reba Fork quite a bit. He has been in quite a few secret scenes though that you mentioned. He has. So they've been cutting Austin content. So it does make me a little concerned. I mean, the more you appear in secret scenes, usually not a good thing. It's usually bad to be in them a bunch. But Austin does have a overall positive story, positive edit. I'm I'm high on Austin as well. He doesn't make my top three, but I'm high on Austin as well. I think he's in a good position. I don't know if the sob story theory holds weight. I am thinking my hold weight. We'll see because all past winners have had a sob story. Even on seasons where not everybody has it. So anyways, my number two is D leading it with sob story. I'm with you. We're both in the top three on D. I think what Emily said it best when she says if D win, if D goes to the end, she wins. I'm a little worried. Does that mean D gets targeted or are we just throwing it out there? You know? Yeah. Usually it's not good to mention that final nine. It's not good for a winner. I mean, so if D is a future winner and they're mentioning a final nine, it's like, oh no, like that actually means the opposite. Usually it means, yeah. oh, you're going to be targeted. Yeah. <laughs> Usually don't want to be mentioned a final nine. You want to be under the radar at this moment and then come up above water the gabler way at like i don't know final six final seven give it a few votes so we'll see i just the next week with us losing three votes i'm a little worried i don't know how it's gonna affect things so d's are number two for me we've gotten personal content from her strategic content i feel like she's running the power lines austin says he's we want to turn on her you know when emily talks to him about it next time a survivor you know, clearly there are bigger targets in front of D that D doesn't have to worry at the moment. So I think D's okay for now. I don't think D's are running the power lines. I thought her and Julie were. And Julie's like her sidekick. No, I really think, you think Drew oh, and Austin. Really? Are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they both think that they are. But Drew was the one that brought up the Kelly vote tonight. So. That's true. This is true. Well, we'll see. Maybe Austin and Drew are actually running it. I don't know. I just have seen bad things from Drew's story so far, from his edit so far. Austin hasn't had any bad things, which is why I agree with you on him being high. Mm -hmm. Julie seems to have been not purple. It's not the right word, but mostly ignored. Yeah. And especially in crucial moments. So it's like it's either D or Austin from this four. that are the strongest. Who's going to win between the two is the real question. Yeah, that is that is the question. It's either D or Austin from the read before who will be in a really good position. So. All right. Who is your number one, Mary? My number one is Emily. Well. So she's mine as well. Let's just talk about her in unison. Okay. All right. Same time. We're going to say all of her reasons. You ready? <laughs> Emily's amazing. Okay. For real though. Uh, Emily has the Matt Chatter side. I mean, but even if she didn't have that, I still feel really good about Emily. I am worried that maybe she was the star of the first half of the season. The second half, she's kind of cooled off, but there's so many big personalities now. So many of your things to show that mm-hmm. they can't just focus on Emily all the time. They right. already did that. So right. what do you think about Emily? Why is she your number one? She is my number one because I think right now she's not perceived as a threat. You know, she has such a low 
low threat uh, on her right now because of being the only Lulu member left. She's working with the re before. Now, I'm afraid she's on the bottom of the re before. But if she makes it to the end, she has like this great story. She's are people like really like her quirky personality now. She's connecting with she's people. She's very straightforward too. She's straightforward. You know, I think everybody knows. Like, I still think Kelly thought it was Emily getting her out. You think it was Austin. But anyways, I think people. But also another thing that happened tonight. Kelly asked Emily um, what she thought because. She said, Emily, you're the most logical person here. What should we do? Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, well, I don't know if I'm the most logical, but blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. that's a, just that's a compliment. Yeah. So she's perceived as being logical. Doesn't have big threat right now, which is good. So she definitely is going to make it farther. There's so many other targets right now that are not Emily. Um, so I think if she makes it the end, she has such a good story and can totally sway the the jury. I mean, she's just, oh, I'm just Emily. I'm just, you know, my quirky self. And I overcame and came out here with like this big bravado and learned that I was going to go home first and I fought and fought and fought and here I am. And so I could, I want her to win really badly and I could see her to win. Can Emily make fire? I, I hope Is she, she going to be our Carson this season, you know, like, Oh man, if Carson got to the end, does he beat jam jam in 44? Yeah. I don't know. I think Carson is a much better job than Carolyn in final tribal. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So my question is, can Emily make fire? Cause I agree with you. She reaches final three. Her story's too good, but that might put a big target on her back come the finale. It 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 definitely could. And can she win immunities to the I don't know. Emily's Emily's I have a big question mark when I feel like when I feel like most of Bellow's gone. Yeah. When when we lose the next like two or three Bellows, it's gonna be like, okay, we only got like one, one Bellow left, like Katura or Kendra or Jake, whoever it is. I don't think it'll be Bruce. Whoever the last Bellow is, it's gonna be like, okay, time to turn on Reva. Or do we vote off Emily because she reaches the end? But if you she think wins. about it, Reba, we've already said Reba's split in this two two. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I think she would go with Austin and Drew. Well, obviously we know that because yeah. she, she's already said. I think that's why she's already planting those seeds now. If AFD gets to the end, mm. she's gonna win. So Julie and D need to pull in a number. Yeah, which at the moment could be Katura, Kendra. It ain't gonna be Bruce, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. Or Jake. I don't know. Why couldn't they or pull in Jake in a, in a need need the numbers and Jake's willing to do whatever. You know what I mean? Jake's, True. I think, is in a, in a more desperate situation. Yep. I think, I don't know. We'll see. So will it become a battle of Austin and Drew versus D and Julie? I don't know. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. And Emily is team Austin and Drew. So she her side's basically picked, as you said. All right. Well, tomorrow, Rebecca and I will do a more in-depth winner analysis. We'll talk about all remaining nine players. But let's move on to your all's questions. Okay, on YouTube after the episode's done, I always ask you my community tab for questions and you all give us some good ones. And the first one, Mary, I have probably the best one. I hate to start with the best one, but sometimes you just got to do it. Can I guess what it is? Well, let me tell you who sent it <laughs> and then you can guess. Uh, East Unleashed sent this question. Go ahead and ask the question, I guess. Do we know that Katura hates Bruce? What the heck, Mary? <laughs> Yes. I'm psychic. How did you know? Katura hates Bruce. Okay, so next question is, Josh, are you including Kendra in your sob story theory? Are, are you? you? I don't have a sob story theory. <laughs> so I careful. think that's crap. <laughs> I laughed so hard I coughed. All right. Are you including Kendra in your sob story theory? I don't... I feel like I have to, but I feel like like that's... like I'm, like Unlike D and Jake, where I feel like I know a lot about them, 
Kendra, I feel like I came out of left field with this sob story this week. Almost felt like, wow, where did this come from? So maybe I need to consider her more strongly because she was not high on my rankings at all. For you, Mary, does it help Kendra's ranking for you? Because next week you're going to do the nope. full-blown winter analysis. Well, it doesn't help her? Nope. <laughs> Mary's like, no, Kendra's a goner. I said she's going home. Yeah. Well, this week you thought story. that, but she didn't go. Well, I just meant it's going to happen soon. Sure. It felt like it came. It felt like, man, only three people have gotten it this season. You I mean, either, you get a sob story either when you're about to go home in the next week or two, or if you're a winner. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Spanish Fly says, you know, at this point, I half expect Bruce and Couture to go the entire season being unable to get each other out and leading to them both being in the final three. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, that's not a question. It's just a statement. And I thought it was funny. funny. I don't know how they would both be in the final three, though, unless like Couture wins final immunity and she's like, I want Bruce to make fire against pick somebody. And then Bruce makes fire and wins. And Couture's like, I can't get this guy out. Bruce like wins fire, just gives like the hang ten. Jeff's like smiles. Katura has a hatred on her face. So, all right. Uh, I don't know how to say this. I think it's Joel Rosenberg. Why were the nine? Why were the nice ninety minute episodes gone? Are they saying the ninety minutes are gone, or the or the or it's no longer a nice episode? Why are they gone? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know they were. I didn't know they were. I didn't know they were nice. I guess or they weren't nice. I don't know. I, thought I liked it because I thought maybe episode. you had an answer. I thought this was a good, good episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, they're not gone. I guess let's lead into that. 46 will have them again. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next question from W O Q. I am not liking the preview for the next episode because why are the three people losing their votes with nine people left? Like, come on, y'all already twisted the auction with no advantage. And I don't clue would have been nice or something, which by the way, I don't agree. I'm glad they didn't put an auto clue in, but this is their, they're saying they, they would have liked that. Yes. But I'm just baffled overall. I've been loving the season. And I'm questioning why. I am also questioning why. Like, I agree. This had better be the end of something that Jeff said where he's like, if you da 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 da, then you better have taken this out of context. Yeah, better be out of context. But I'm afraid it's not. And I'm kind of mad about it. I'm afraid it's not too. And I feel like that's too many people. If one, I feel like the one person losing a vote. Like we've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, this is a part of the new era. This they is better a, all three have immunity. Golly, yes, I agree. that. I mean, that's too many people with immunity. Like three people have immunity and they all lost, lose their vote. Yeah, that's too many people. I know, but like nine left. This is major. No, I agree. That's like why are the first three people out lose their? You know, or I don't know. We're gonna find out. It's too many people though. Uh, Cyber Greninja asked, "Do you think Kendra has a chance to make it to the end? Now she's a part of the sob story edit theory." Uh, I, I don't think so. I I just don't think it's like at least D and Jake had other things to support them. Kendra's, as I said before, felt like it was a left field. All right. Gary asked, am I the only one who feels bad for Kendra's adopted father? That's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> I mean, the guy raised her for 18 years and then seemingly gets no credit in her sob story. You know what? I agree. I agree. I said earlier. Justice for Kendra's adopted father. You guys. What? You don't agree? Like you've never heard an adoption story in your life. <laughs> Apparently not. A lot of people like this comic. Got like 20 something likes. All right. So last one. I know this isn't a question, but this was undeniably the greatest episode of the new era. Do you agree, Mary? Uh, the greatest? I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. So it was a really good episode. This is the so, best yeah. season of the new era by far. Was this the best episode of the new era? 
I mean, I laughed a couple times. You like it was shouted really good. and did a fist pump. Yeah, so. but I think the Sabaya one is really good too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a big see. I, I think there's two camps to the pre-merge episodes of the season. Some people cannot get over. I mean, these people are easily offended by everything. I guess cannot get over the fact that two people quit. That yeah. just to me makes for a. Me- I know where we're going. That makes just makes for a messy season. I'm down for a messy season. You know, it adds some spice to the season. I don't care that two people quit. I think it's funny, but I get the sentiment. It's like, oh, I would if I went on there, I wouldn't have quit. You know, yeah. I think it's the sentiment. And I get that personally. I I think it's funny. So, I think it's the best season. Is this the best episode? I would. I mean, I think the weakest one so far is the Brando boot episode for me. Yeah, because it was so. It was actually the most predictable episode of the whole season. But this this is a good one. I can't, I don't know if it's the best one, but it was a good one. So, anyways, I, I I'm just glad that we have a season where we're sitting here debating which episode of the season is the best in the new era. Like we have multiple choices this season. Yeah, was the Caleb? I think Caleb saving himself the shot in the dark kind of gets undercut by the fact that he goes the next week. Yeah. If Caleb was still here, I think people would still be riding high off that mergatory episode. Yeah. But he goes the very next week, and it's kind of like, oh, I got all hyped for nothing. <laughs> so, anyways, I think this is the best season in the new era by far, no question. And people are gonna at me in the comments. Don't at me. But I know people are going to at me. But don't at me, bro. Does anybody say that anymore? It's got to be like 10 years old now. I when no I idea. was growing up, back in my... I'm going to give you a Bruce story. Back in my day, people would say, don't at me. Bruce out here giving all his like, oh, back in my day stories. People are over it. Mm-hmm. They're done with Bruce giving his stories. Anyways, Mary, are you ready to wrap up the podcast? I am ready. <laughs> Thank you, Mary, for joining us. I greatly appreciate you and your struggling voice. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow with Rebecca and hopefully Mary next week with a renewed voice. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.